0: You are listening to the weekly Great Governance Podcast, hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms.
1: Welcome to Season 3 of our Great Governance Podcast, and we start this season, I'm so happy with that, that we started on the 1st of June, which in South Africa means it's Youth Month, where we look back and reflect on the sacrifices that the young people made, the class of 76, in our journey to democracy. And so for Youth Month, I decided why not invite young South Africans who are making a difference onto our platform and to share their passion and their world with the rest of you so that maybe you can be inspired, maybe reach out a hand. And today I've got with me... Saki Duka, and she calls herself, we debated before that whether she's a journalist (laughs) or whether she's a broadcaster, but first of all, welcome Saki.
2: Thank you so much, doctor. Thank you so much. It's great for me to be here.
1: So tell us about yourself. Uh, Who is Saki Duka? You facilitated the Dr. Alan Busak lecture the other day. Yes. And people wanted to know, but who is that smooth girl? You know, she sounds so well groomed and she's, she sounds so she's got all of that. Tell okay. us who is Saki Duka. Thank
2: you. Saki Duka briefly is a 25 year old mother, woman of God. I'm rooted in my spiritual life, spiritually inclined. Come from a close knit family, family of four, uh, originally from Mbegweni, matriculated 2016. Further my studies, but then did not complete them Because of certain life issues But then thanks to Casey and Namisa They have a partnership Where I'm now studying radio production So just briefly, that's me And also a broadcaster at Casey
1: So tell us, what is it that you love about your job?
2: One, I think it's in line with my purpose As I said, I'm spiritually inclined And two, I love the fact that it's an opportunity for me to to speak to the world. I don't want to bracket and say from Saran to Simonian because now we have an app that anyone from the world can listen to. So I love the fact that I can speak to anyone from the world, matters of the heart, anything that, you know, I want to put out there mm-hmm. and just converse with them.
1: You say that you were a young mother as well. Mm-hmm. How did you navigate your way? To Casey, or did Casey find you or did you find Casey? How did that work for you?
2: I think it's both. Firstly, being a mother in this day and age is very, really, very really hard, but then I'm so grateful to my mom. She was very supportive, still is. Um, I remember the advice that, you know, I'm running with that she gave me was that listen, so it's prioritize your son, but also do not forget to live your life, right? So she allows me to do that. Now, navigating that, being a mother and also finding Casey, I think it was a divine encounter because first a Casey found me on WhatsApp. I tried to pursue it, but then the door did not open. And then it happened one day when I was in town. I was like, listen, let me just go and knock on that door and actually push it because I want this. And... The door opened Mm. Yeah
1: So if you look at Your day-to-day You know Young person What is it that You actually do here On a day-to-day basis As a broadcaster
2: Yeah So I have a show That's called Casey at Work That's from 10 to 1pm And uh, before that I come in very early And just to prep For my show Make sure that You know I, I send my child Off to school In a proper way Decent Comes from a very Decent family And then I get into my work zone and after that I still do a lot of admin for the show and also go back to my motherly duties Mm.
1: and then the challenges that you face as a Young South African You know You know I said earlier That you're very Spiritually inclined mm-hmm. But if you look around It looks like Young people Are no longer Spiritually inclined yeah. But what are the Challenges that Lawmakers should be Aware of That young people Face Yeah. In communities
2: Yes There's a lot There's a lot If I could name All of them It could take Literally the entire day One As you brought it up A lot of youngsters Are not invested In their spiritual life You know Forgetting the fact That we're actually Spiritual beings You know And that Every happenstance in our lives is driven by a particular spirit. That's one. Uh, Two, unemployment. It is such a scourge in our communities. A lot of young, educated and passionate individuals, or rather youths, are unemployed, are at home, and then they unfortunately fall into bad habits because they are unemployed, they cannot find work. Another one, substance abuse. Because one, maybe of the backgrounds or two, because they just find comfort in substance abuse because they want to run away from the other pandemics that are happening in community GPV. As I said, there are a lot. Mm. And how do young people cope with all of these things? Some, as I said, are not coping because they are finding comfort in substance abuse. And I would not consider that as coping, you know, because you are running from one thing to another they are not coping we are not coping Mm. you know I'm a mom a young mom fell pregnant very young but I think it's just a matter of determination and being resilient that listen I'm going to rise against all odds I know there's GPV I know there's this and that but I want to make it Mm. you know
1: so what advice would you give to a young person listening out there
2: exactly that be resilient We've heard many touching stories of one, you know, who ran a household at like 13, but now who's the best lawyer advocate out there. Just being resilient, being consistent, following your dream, putting in the work. Because mm. at this day and age, we love things that come easily, you know. We love shortcuts, but then we do not want to put in the work. So be resilient.
1: Mm. And if you look at your own space where you are now, and if you close your eyes and 10 years from now, where is Sakedoka then?
2: Yeah, Sakedoka is all over the world. I am not boxing myself. Sakis Duga is walking in power in her purpose. I am transforming the world one mic at a time. That is me doing it big.
1: You really love radio? I do. What is it about radio that you love so much?
2: Funny thing is, Doc, it's a love that I never saw coming. You know, grade 12, I was like, what am I going to study? What do I love doing? And then it found me. So I think I love it so much only because that I'm able to, in a way, you know, transform lives. One, you can transform a life by just changing a person's perspective or renewing their mindset on how on a particular thing that they're viewing, you know, changing their mentality, transform you know any aspect of their life just by you saying those words and speaking with conviction and all of that
1: you mentioned and you're very open about you know a lot of young girls fall pregnant at a very early age Mm -hmm. and to them it's the end you know Mm -hmm. what makes yours different and what advice would you give to a young person out there
2: yes it will sound as though i'm repeating myself but it goes back to being resilient you know and of course having a great support structure you know, when I fell pregnant and my mom was like, I remember before when I started dating, she was like, listen, if you ever come home with a tummy, there's the door, you know, I think that was her way of protecting me to become pregnant or rather staying away, abstaining from, you know, but as soon as I fell pregnant, she was there from day one till today. And I also told myself, listen, of course I was a laughing stock. You know, I was a laughing stock. They were like, she's not going to make it. This is it. She's going to be a mom. She'll go have to work as a cashier somewhere and that's her life. And I was like, no, not as I still have the willpower to Mm. achieve whatever that I want to achieve.
1: I'm sure you know a lot of questions and maybe if you think the question is unfair, please stop me. Yeah. But you know, government has been preaching this message of abstinence and about condom wise and and, and Mm -hmm. all this. And yet, South Africa continues to have a very high teenage pregnancy rate. Yeah. Why is that? I think... Is the message not coming through? Or are young people just the thrill of risk?
2: Yeah, define everything. I usually say, well, one, for the government, the the message is loud and clear. There are different kinds of contraceptives, you know, at our reach. But there's a point where we do not necessarily focus with regards to the stat. One, one person can fall pregnant by being raped. That's... A different angle that we need to also focus on but then also it's just I don't know it's just being defiant mm. you know having that attitude of you don't get to tell me mm. this is my life I live it the way that I you know want to live it you know but in my case it was not the latter it was actually the former and
1: so now we touch on government you know mm-hmm. how do young people feel about local government and do they have confidence in government how do they feel about politics you know and and standing up for for things that the previous generation stood up for
2: mm. I think we have grown weary and tired you know of all the empty promises. Beautiful vision that the late Nelson Mandela had for South Africa as a democratic country, a rebel nation, you know, but then it has just been the total opposite, you know, and he must be tossing in his grave because the level of corruption, the level of inconsistency in our local government, unfulfilled promises. I think as the youth, we've just grown tired and weary of that. We just have no confidence in government.
1: What will change it for you? What should local government be doing more that will restore the confidence that you lost?
2: I think we need a lot of youth leagues in government. I'm not really into politics, but I think there are a lot of youths who are sitting with great minds as to how to change our communities or South Africa as a whole, because we're the one who complaining. We're the one who rather, we're the ones who think that if they could do A, B and C, You know, there will be a change and being truthful, Mm. sticking to one's word and actually lead our communities for our benefit and not theirs.
1: Mm. Samantha Powell says, beautiful term, upstander. She says an upstander is a person who speaks or acts in support of an individual or cause, particularly someone who intervenes on behalf of a person being attacked or bullied. You consider yourself an upstander and what are you standing up for? Yes, I would. I would
2: consider myself as an upstander and I stand for inclusivity. Yeah, where everyone is included irrespective of their backgrounds, irrespective of their race, nationality, ethnicity in all spheres of the world, be it the workplace, be it in government, the cabinets, all of that. We've never had a female president in South Africa. How Let's try it and see how that's going to work, you know, uh, leading the country from a female perspective. So I'm standing up for inclusivity.
1: Mayor Saki Duka, if we make you mayor for a week, what are the things that you would change?
2: Firstly, I would change that structure, the committee, and then I would allocate funds where there is a dire need for those funds in those particular Departments. I would bring up internships for the youth. I would be out there. A lot of mayors are in their offices, stuck in the offices. I would be for the people because I'm there by the people. You know, I would be there, ask them what is the change that you want to see. You know, and make sure that that change is brought about.
1: Mm. And also, the community support young people. The broader community, the business community. You know, how do young people want to be supported?
2: Yes, as much as we need monetary support for any uh, inventions that we had or uh, rather have or aspirations of being in a particular field. But we need more of the corporate world to say, hey, we believe in your dreams and we are here with whatever that you may need uh, so that they can come in fruition.
1: Saki Duka, thank you so much for being such an outstanding young upstander and an ambassador. And we wish you well. We trust that if you listen to this podcast 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. that will put a smile on your dial.
2: Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I will listen to it in 10 years time. Maybe in Mauritius, just, you know, thinking back of this day and how Casey changed my life because it is changing it.
1: Final word. What is your message to young people listening?
2: Continue be resilient, even though the situation may not seem as though you will make it, you will. Thank you. Thank you.
1: To the amazing and talented Great Governance team, The Voice, Mpumi and producer Al Ontung respect and love. Keep the faith and let's work to make South Africa great, right
0: where we are. If you loved what you heard, subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn. You are listening to the weekly Great Governance Podcast, hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms.
1: Can you believe it? We started 13 August last year. And here we are in June 2022. Now, Youth Month is a month that we focus on the young at heart, the not-so-young and the forever-youngs. And today we've got with us a multimedia journalist. That's a big word. And her name is Sipokazi Russo. And she is working with Independent. Uh, Welcome, Sipokazi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Look, tell us about yourself and your journey into... Multimedia journalism. Well, how did they change from journalist to multimedia journalist?
3: Well, I'm from the Eastern Cape. I moved to Cape Town in 2019 searching for green pastures, as they say. And I had my, I didn't have anything when I left home. I just had like my suitcase, a bit of money, and my degree. Thank God I had a friend who stayed um, in Cape Town at that moment. So I had to stay with the family for a while until I got a job. So yeah, uh, multimedia journalist. It's just the changing times. So We're getting into the technology times and the multimedia journalist is somebody who does like videos and the photograph. It's just not a journalist but it also dives into like the social media aspect of things.
1: Okay but why did you cite Cape Town? You could have gone to Joburg. Why did you cite Cape Town? And that must have been great. I know, I
3: think because I, I decided to come to Cape Town because I had a friend who was already here, and I was just so interested in also like the media side of things. Yeah, I loved. I knew of the Cape Times before. I worked for the Cape Times, and I enjoyed um, just reading the stories online while I was back home in East London. And I'm so
1: grateful that I,
3: I was able to actually get the job that I wanted. And how
1: long have you been in this current job that you have? Three years, four years. And it is still going well.
3: Everything is going well. Um, Just been dealing with a lot of um, cases that cases I mean stories that have really really touched me. And along the way, I've met so many amazing people that will always call me when something happens. And I'm just so grateful that I've maintained that kind of relationship. And um, hopefully that. this industry that we're in um things are going to change and people are going to start to trust us more and respect more of our field i mean that's something that i always
1: say so what is it that you love about your job it sounds like you've got this amazing job where you meet people what is it about the job that makes you fall in love with it every day
3: it's always the the people the people comes first um it's just that mother will cause you after you've done a story, crying and thanking you. Like that, those moments you can never take away. Or I was saying this other day that um, just maybe interviewing maybe like a victim of sexual abuse. It's it's a very um, daunting, it becomes a very emotional day, but you never forget that story and you have that connection with you and it's just the people that always think of you when something happens and they regard you as a friend and it's just like if you don't love people in this job then
1: you won't you won't really go far I mean it's the people they make the job So, so if you look at South Africa today you know and and you meet a lot of people what are, what are the things that, that really concerns young South Africans at this moment in time?
3: There's actually a case um, that's happening this month where a young Eastern Cape woman was short nine times. Ugh, gender-based violence is one of those things that are really at the back of our minds and something that we have to always be aware of and be aware that that's something happening. And I feel like we have to speak louder about it and we have to raise our voices and it's just something that we have to tackle and it's something that we're struggling
1: with as a country at the moment. And what is it like being a young black woman in Cape Town? People say they either love Cape Town or they hate Cape Town. How do you experience this beautiful city? Wow,
3: Um, (laughs) that's a great question. For me, it's been so great. It's just... I've had so many great opportunities in this city. I just met so many amazing people. So being a black woman in Cape Town, it's been wonderful. It's been a wonderful journey. I told you I've, I'm coming from the Eastern Cape. It's a totally different world and people of Cape Town have a different world view from us in the Eastern Cape. I mean, I'm from, I'm a village girl, so everything is different. I remember when I was coming here and I was on the bus and I've never in my life seen such big buildings. It was my first time seeing such big buildings. Everything was so big and so huge. So you can imagine even the people that I met and the personalities that I met, everything was so big. And you get to a stage where you find yourself not anymore in a space where it's only one race and you get to actually mix with different races, which is always interesting because you get to learn like different views of life and you, you just get to look at life differently. I mean, it's just, it opens your mind, I can say.
1: And have you experienced racism in the city? Not per se, but I have experienced racism in my childhood. I don't believe you. You have never experienced racism as a black woman?
3: I'm saying not per se, I'm not direct. I mean, I'm in this job, I'm in this um, journalism job, and I speak to, let's say, maybe 50, 20 people a day. Of course, there's always going to be that nasty man or nasty woman, but it has never been so direct to a point where I felt like... I was violated or discriminated. I think it also comes with being a journalist. We learn to have thick skin and to like, we understand that it comes with a job and it's a nature of the job. You always get somebody who's going to be nasty or say something nasty um, to you, but I've never per se had like a bad
1: word said to me. Part of the podcast is to look at the lived experience of young South Africans growing up in the year 2022. You touched on gender-based violence. What are the other concerns that you and your generation are struggling with or that you are worried about when you think about South Africa?
3: I feel like there aren't many programs that they do address gender-based violence. And I feel like our justice system sometimes does fail us. They would, I would, there was, I read something on Twitter the other day where this guy was in prison and he was on parole and he did, he did the same thing because he was out on parole. And I think that um, our justice system needs to be more strengthened. And if somebody goes in for gender-based violence, the the sentencing must be just so street and so severe.
1: Okay, now let's let's shift a little bit our conversation to politics and to local government. You know, do young people still have confidence in government and specifically local government?
0: Um,
3: My friends. Can I talk about my friends? (laughs) My friends, um, when we bring up politics, it's always negative. My friends are always saying, Uh, I remember when there was the time to vote last year in November. And um, we would have conversations and my friends were like, I won't even bother. I won't even go. And I feel like young people have lost hope. Um, I think it's more so because of the things that have happened. And um, we look at the COVID-19 PPE PPE, um, saga and so many allegations and so many um, reports coming out from the Zondo Commission this person did this, this person did that. So people kind of look at government or officials or like a politician as somebody who wants to just lie. I think it's so it's worse for young people because they need to get into politics because the politics shape us. But then it's like, no, um, it's one of those things where young people just just look at it negatively and it's all because of what they've seen and they don't see that um, there could be any change.
1: Do you have confidence in in government and local government specifically? I do actually, I do but
3: I was saying um, this is my personal view, I would love to see a woman-led political party, just one woman-led political party. I feel like women need the space to do things and I think they can change the status quo.
1: Okay, now let's say, let's put this on right in the table. We make you mayor of the city, this beautiful city of ours. We make you mayor for the day or for the month for that matter. What are you going to change?
3: So many things. Okay, okay, I think first thing, I'm just going to, I'm going to buy all the homeless people coffee. first day. That's my first day in office. <laughs> I feel like everybody deserves a cup of coffee, but obviously, I really, really want to tackle the homeless problem because I just my heart breaks every time when I see um, how people live, especially in Cape Town. Like it's such in your face. Um, I had I remember I had a friend who um, was a doctor from Switzerland and he was here for an internship, and he was saying to me how he was so shocked at how like the homeless people that the how the, the way they live and it just looks like nobody is doing anything nobody is trying to assist them and of course we know that there are there is a shortage of shelters in the city that is in cape town and we just need more hands on deck and more they need our assistance they need us to do something to help them i mean not all homeless people are vagrants who are trying to rob you or some people just don't have homes and don't have a choice and we just need to support those people of course I also want to do something for gender based violence which I am so involved in like anything that has to do with gender based violence any program I can get to I'm always looking for those things and to volunteer my time and try to to speak about it and raise awareness. I, I'm also a very, I'm an advocate for children. I want, I don't want children to, to suffer. So I would really also like try to um, assist with children struggles and children issues maybe in places such as the Cape Flares. There has been so many issues with the children where they have been shot and some have been in a crossfire of gang violence. And every time my heart breaks, I don't have a child myself, but I'm such—I love kids, and I'm a, I'm a child's rights, self-proclaimed child rights activist. I love children, and I always want them to be protected and cared for, and I don't want them to be in those type of situations.
1: Thanks, uh, Madam Mayor, for that. Uh, you know, you are what you are now. What Samantha Power, former U.S. ambassador to the UN, said. An upstander is a person who speaks out or acts in the support of an individual or cause, uh, particularly someone who intervenes on behalf of a person being attacked or bullied. So you consider yourself as an upstander? One hundred percent, yes. OK. And what would be your message to young South Africans listening to this and to government? Remember, you're speaking to government officials and to young South Africans. What would be your parting message be to them? Get the youth involved. Get young women involved. Get women involved.
3: Let's be all hands on deck. This is not just something for the, for particular people of particular gender of a particular race. Let's hear all views. You don't know what young people are going to say. They they might see. You might be seeing this problem, this way, and a young person might come and perceive it in a whole different way. So let's get young people involved. Let's get women involved. Let's get all hands on deck. Let's not, if we're making decisions, everybody who is going to be affected should be part of that decision making
1: okay i think that brings us into the end of this podcast thanks so much for your thoughts about young people and what you are doing to make south africa great and your passion for development we wish you success with your journey ahead To the amazing and talented Great Governance team, The Voice, Mpumi Lali, and producer al
0: respect and love.
1: Keep the faith
0: and let's work to make South Africa great, right where we are. If you loved what you heard, subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn.